I'm Alexandra Kreis and you're listening to Outer Travel in a Journey. Welcome back to Auto Travel in a Journey. My guest today is Aisha Harley in Portland. Hello, Aisha. Hello. Good to have you here. Just a few words of introduction to those who don't know her. She is, Aisha lives in Portland in Oregon with her husband, Larry, two parrots, six chickens, and who just hatched seven ducklings. And she has two greyhound dogs. Wow, that's, a, that's like a farm already, Aisha, there. It's my herb farm, sure. It keeps me busy. <laughs> I believe so. But Aisha is also very busy as a presidential diamond for doTERRA, which is an online business for healing essential oils, which I highly recommend. So, so much about Aisha. Aisha, how are you doing today? How are you today? Oh, I am doing great. Thank you so much for having me. It's so wonderful to be here with you and see you and connect with you. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you for inviting me. And I'm honored to have seen you on this growing healing path together with these healing oils. This, um, part of why we're sitting together here because Aisha has quite a story to tell, I believe. Yes. So, um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit how you stumbled across that part where you, you found that you needed natural remedies to help you along in your life? Can you elaborate a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I was, let's see, around just around, just about to turn 40, and I was going through my life. I was a photographer and a yoga teacher and um, coming out of a difficult marriage and really looking for something new and different in my life, but I had no idea what that was, what it looked like. I was just at this point where I was really burnt out and exhausted and pretty beaten down, actually. And I was teaching yoga at the time. And the woman that worked at the front desk um, used to come in and line up essential oils on the counter. And I would come in and sniff them. And I, you know, I'd used essential oils in the past, but I just had a couple in my medicine cabinet. I'd put a few drops in the bathtub, but I'd never really deeply connected with them, or I actually didn't even really know what to do with them. And then the first time I smelled this doTERRA essential oil of wild orange, like I just knew there was something different and it was alive and fresh and it really captured my attention and long story short so I, I ended up getting some of these essential oils and shortly after that I was actually diagnosed with Lyme disease hmm. and um and I was I was so sick and I'd realized you know I'd actually believed that I had Lyme disease for about 20 years wow. and I had been struggling with it um 
but I was still able to go about my life and, and function for the most part. But I was that person that was always, something was always wrong with me. I was always chasing some health issue. You know, I always had some weird thing that I was dealing with. I was always going to the doctor. I was always taking some remedy or doing something without ever really getting to the bottom of anything. Yeah. And, um, and I went through this process of uh, a difficult divorce and, and my father passing away and a really high amount of stress. Mm. And through that actually became quite ill. Wow. Sorry. My, <laughs> there's That's my dog. Hey, use it. Yeah. Sorry. Interview in the backyard. Just don't want her to go get the chickens. Um, and and this this is actually getting me back to the essential oils. So, yeah. Long, so kind of weaving back to that. So, I um, I was given this Lyme diagnosis, and you know, kind of dove in with my doctor about dealing with that. Hmm. And I was doing all kinds of natural remedies and and working with his protocols. And then it was actually being the game changer for me. I had had um, insomnia for years and there was an essential oil that helped me start to sleep. And yeah. in this moment, I just had this aha of this medicine is powerful yeah. and I need to explore it deeper. And so that was really sort of the beginning of my deep dive into learning and experiencing and exploring plant medicine. And then that ended up being um, a path that led me back to wellness and back to health. Yeah, beautiful. Do you want to quickly elaborate on Lyme disease? You know, like how does it show up? So for people who are not familiar with the terminology. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So, you know, in the traditional sense, um, Lyme disease is a tick-borne illness. Hmm. And however, I don't actually ever recall being bitten by a tick. In fact, when my doctor diagnosed me, I said to him, I'm a city girl. Like, I, <laughs> what, what, how would I have gotten Lyme disease? Like, when he told me you have Lyme disease, I thought, what are you talking about? I, you know, I'm a city girl. I don't, I don't ever recall being bit by a tick. Um, so with saying that, it is something that it is controversial, hmm. but it is possible that it's sexually transmitted. Yeah. It's also um, thought to be passed from the mother to child in the embryo. And it actually can then show up as autism. And wow. so I know women who have had, like, for instance, autistic children, and then later on, realized that they were carrying Lyme disease that they didn't even know they had. And then it ended up translating into their child. So it's also something that you can carry it in your system. Yeah. And I think this is what happened to me is that I believe that I carried it for many, many years and I struggled with it, but this is your immune system becomes weakened from stress. So as I'd, I went through this period of, you know, a 10 year year difficult marriage. Yeah. And then that all came crumbling down at the time that my dad was dying of cancer. I was in a bad car accident. Like everything was going wrong and my mm. stress levels were amped up and off the roof for, for years actually. And it was as I was coming out of that, 
that I had become so depleted and so kind of beaten down mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually that it made a happy home for the Lyme disease to really set in and really kind of take over. And so then the symptoms of Lyme disease can look different for, for everybody. And that's why it can be difficult to diagnose, but kind of the mm. common symptoms are fatigue, body aches, brain fog, insomnia, um, depression, anxiety, mm. uh, pain, um, are, are kind of how they manifest. And, and the fatigue was such that when I was at my sickest, I really could barely get out of bed. Um, being the charts pain in my shoulder for years. Um, and then, like I said, really bad insomnia. And then I had really high levels of anxiety and depression that set in for quite mm. some time. Um, so wow. those are definitely also digestive issues are something to look for and, or, you know, I always look to Lyme disease when somebody is struggling with an illness and they've gone to see all the doctors and nobody can figure out what's wrong with them. I was actually yeah. tested for arthritis, yeah. for cancer, for Hashimoto's. I saw thyroid issues. So if you're, if you're kind of like dancing around all these symptoms and then people are saying to you, oh, it's just in your head. I had people tell me that it's in your head. Mm. go, go see a therapist. And yeah. ultimately it was like, no, this is not in my head. <laughs> um, yeah. so that's kind of the way that it, that it can show up. It's so, I mean, what was the key point where you kind of, where the whole story turned around for you? What was the key element? Do you remember besides that you kind of came across the oils or was it the oils? Well, well, there were a couple things. Um, one, I, I always say that like the two most, the two biggest blessings in my life, mm -hmm. one is my, my current husband, Larry, mm -hmm. <laughs> and two, the essential oils. And it was a combination of both of these things coming into my life at the same, right at the kind of the same juncture. And again, not to like belabor this, but you know, I was... I was really beaten down. You know, I, I was at that point where, you know, on a daily basis, suicide seemed like a good idea, you know, just because my mind, my anxiety, like it didn't matter where I went or what I did. I was just in so much pain. And sometimes I actually think that the, the mental and the emotional pain was actually worse than the physical pain. You yeah. know, it's just like, it was just coming at me from every direction and I couldn't escape it, you know? Mm. And, and so I met my husband who at the time was somebody that, and, and I want to share this because I think it's, um, it's really important. And I, and I, I want other people to hear this if you're in this place in your life. And that is my, my cousin actually said to me, Aisha, I think your picker is broken because you're attracted to men that aren't good for you. <laughs> and so Larry showed up and yeah. honestly, I say this to him. He knows this. I, I wasn't actually attracted to him. I thought he's 13 years older than I am. So I thought he was, he was too old for me. Um, and I actually really kind of didn't pay a whole lot of attention to him, but he was very persistent. He was very kind. He was very loving. 
He was very solid. And he said to me, please give me a chance. Like, don't just judge me and dismiss me, but Mm. give me a chance. Like actually get to know me. Yeah. And one thing that he said to me during this time was, is he said, you're Aisha Harley. Take your power back. It's time to take your power back. So he was an amazing reminder to me that it, I needed to take my power back. So there was that reminder and he didn't come in and in a place of, I need to fix you. I'm going to be your knight in shining armor and, um, you know, and coddle you, but I'm going to hold a safe, loving space for you to heal and for you to be and for you to grieve and for you to kind of put yourself back together. And without even really knowing that was happening at the time, in retrospect, I see that he really just held what I truly experienced as a space of unconditional love for me. And that was something up to that time I had never really experienced. You know, all of my love really was with conditions. It was unhealthy. It was full of addictions. It was codependent. You know, it was all of those things that, um, that many of us challenge with. And so I had to kind of do a lot of digging and a lot of inner work to begin to heal. And then of course, the essential oils, the essential oils and what the essential oils represented was a reconnection to nature, um, which essentially opened up a reconnection to myself. Like when the essential oils started working in my body, there was a gentle reminder and a nudge of returning to who I really am. You know, really returning to my essence, being able to awaken into truth to realize that I wasn't all of these fabrications that my mind made up and that there was this, you know, beautiful being inside that was just yearning to come out, always knowing there was something bigger. There was always something better. There was always something brighter. Know how to awaken her. I didn't know how to bring her out into the world because she was scared and hiding you know, mm-hmm. in a, in a very dark place for a long time. Mm-hmm. So the combination of Larry and the essential oils is what kind of helped that awakening process. That yeah. might've been a long answer. To you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful answer because it reminds me of how life really like, I mean, we hear it in so many ways and there is always different ways for different people to discover how to let go and keep falling back into the backseat of nature and finally letting go of concepts. I mean, you'd perfectly describe that to me with kind of trusting into that, what we call the universal feel, the universal love, whatever is there. And then when we start doing it, and some of us need to go to the deepest, darkest place, you know, to really say like, okay, I see what you mean, you know, uh, I surrender. It sounded like there was a point of surrendering for you, you know, when Larry kind of offered, yes. you know, like, 
come on, you know what? I mean, in my head, I was thinking, what else can you do? You know, okay, there is another person who wants to love you. Okay, we can give it a try. So we found the right way, <laughs> the right moment, thank God, you know, to to come along and be that message for you. That's what I'm hearing when you talk about it. Yeah. yeah and, you know, as you say that, there's something, a really important distinction that that took me a long time to figure out and I want to share this for anybody that needs to hear this and that is is that for a long time you know I was in this mentally emotionally abusive relationship for 10 years and I was afraid to leave because I was afraid to be alone Mm. and then as soon as I got out of that marriage I was like looking 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 And what I realized is there was this anxiety that was driving me and that I thought that my peace existed outside of myself. My peace existed in some other man or some other relationship to distract myself. But, you know, as much as I resisted it, everything got stripped away. And there I was standing naked alone with Mm. nobody but myself. (laughs) Yeah. And ultimately it was the biggest gift because within that process of being alone and really meeting my anxiety like face to face and realizing that the anxiety wasn't driven by anybody else and it wasn't going to be taken away by anybody else but that it was me finding the happiness and the peace and the contentment within myself, like really having this moment where I, I knew my happiness needs to be with, and my happiness needs to be without, and I need to stop thinking, you know, because I, I've done a lot of healing around the fact that, you know, my ex-husband was, was an addict, and it was so easy to blame, 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 and play victim, But what I needed to take ownership, I stayed in that relationship for 10 years Hmm. and I have to take responsibility for that. I, I didn't, I didn't, my self-worth, my worthiness, like it was in a place where I, I, I wanted more, but I, I guess deep down, I didn't think I deserved more. I didn't have good boundaries, right. To take back my space. And so it was when I came to that place of peace with myself and, you know, I was still raw. I was still figuring it out, yeah. but there was this moment where I, I said, I have to put myself first. Like I have to work on my boundaries. I have to, as Larry said, take my power back about who I am. And it was that moment was like the, the, moment my life changed and then these other pieces came in to support the healing does that make sense but there was that distinctive moment that happened on my own in my own pain and own darkness and just kind of like okay and again it's not that I even knew that in that moment but when I look back in time I realize that moment happened and that's actually when my relationship with Larry changed and, and, and everything started to kind of grow out of that space. It was like that seed was planted and then everything began to flourish from that. 
Yeah, in my work, it reminds me that what I do a lot in my work these days in coaching with people in health coaching is to bring them into that place. And that goes along with the mythology, with the Greek mythology about this goddess Inanna, you know, who had to go down into the dark land to go and see her sister who was very kind of sad and her sad... Um, and Inanna, who was um, a queen, she got stripped of everything that she owned on the way down into the underworld, which you landed in, obviously, you know, kind of tumbling down into health issues, tumbling down into self-worth issues, not knowing what life is anymore, you know, what vibrancy in life is. And then coming across yourself in the form of the mean sister who actually impaled her because she did not have any compassion at that point. She made the way mm. all the way down, you know, and what was lacking was that love, you know, which we call also compassion, yeah. but first of all, compassion for ourselves and for our own kind of, how do we show up in this world? How would yes. we take this gift of life and relive it in the way that it's meant to be lived not in this kind of in these shackles and yes. uh, bindings to things that don't suit us you know and there and everybody has to play a role in this obviously so not to to point yes. fingers yeah yeah so that's you know I'm you know what amazes me is this i think this conversation is so it's just so important yeah. it, it's so i just you know i i've been i just turned 50 and I've been thinking a lot about, you know, thank you. But I've been thinking a lot about, you know, what I wish I could have gone back and told my teenage self or myself in my 20s or even in my 30s when I thought I was, you know, in the prime of my womanhood. And I, I actually feel like I'm just now really coming into what it means to truly be a woman, you know, <laughs> and, and, and a really healthy sense, you know, in a, in a very different sense. But, you know, I find it kind of ironic that ultimately we're born into love. You know, we are all bright, beautiful, uninhibited beings when we're born. And then we develop these masks and these shields and we protect ourselves. And so many of us in the core, we, we feel like we're flawed we have no compassion yes. for ourselves. Yes. We hate ourselves. We don't feel like we matter. Yes. We're not happy with our bodies or our appearance or our intelligence or all the things. And we spend all this time comparing ourselves. And I spent so many years of my life living in these shackles, yes. you know, and like living in this pain of, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I have no value. I don't matter. And, and as you said, like you go into that darkness and then what do you find in that basement? But zero compassion, yeah. zero love. Like it's all been stripped away. Yeah. And you know, I, I'm the first to admit that when I came out of my marriage, I was so beaten up I mean, I, I had no oomph. Like I, I, I literally felt like a, a doormat, you know, yeah. like I was so beaten down. Like yeah. I just, I didn't care. I didn't care about myself. I didn't care about other people. Like I, w and I didn't even realize, like, it was just, I was in, I carried so much just like deep, deep, deep pain. And it breaks my heart because I know this is a place that a lot of people live in. And, and I think that there was this, 
like this dark secret that we all have that, oh, if, if they only knew who I really was, oh, if they only knew that this, like, you know, there's, there's nothing underneath the facade. But what I'm here to say is that so many of us are walking around feeling that when ultimately as human beings, we all just cry we we all want love we all want connection we all want to be um you know seen we want to be heard yeah. we want to be nurtured but we we must i think there's that process of learning how to do that with ourselves like yeah how how do we take care of ourselves as if we were our own newborn child and returning to that space and 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 healing our own spirit and and shifting the dialogue in the head that's such an important thing to realize we're not our mind we're not our thoughts i i love actually chanting and mantra because it gives my mind something to do other than this garbage that can flow through there and when i meet somebody that is in that place of nakedness I actually, even though I'll connect with someone and see that they're hurting, see that they're struggling, there's a part of me that also feels so excited for them because I'm like, this is the possibility to actually recreate your life, to recreate yourself and to actually, it's like the possibilities are endless. You get to decide where to go from here. And And I knew that I had come to this, oh, sorry. I'll just say, I knew that I'd come to this point where I was at a crossroad. And I was like, you can keep living in the same way of unhappiness. And, and I used to say, like, I kind of kicking my own ass through my life, you know, and yeah. striving and pushing and driving and, you know, being successful, but ultimately having no joy and no happiness. Mm-hmm. Or I can start to take baby steps and do things differently, which is really uncomfortable because you know, doing things differently is awkward. And we're like, I don't know who I am anymore. I don't, you know, like I went to this place. I didn't know who I was or what I wanted. I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm figuring that out, you know, anew. Mm. Um, and what I hear you saying, let me just reiterate a little bit and kind of pull it together in a way to say you talk. <laughs> Thank about... you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the whole story. And I know I went all over. <laughs> no, you didn't. I think what you're talking about is ownership, you know, and that we, that what the hardest thing you learned to do was to take ownership as we are looking for guides all over the place, which we will find. And sometimes we, we just choose emptiness, you know, empty guides or like empty gold, so to speak. And Um, So to create ownership without being, uh, you know, demeaned or in a demeanor towards systems is so difficult as there is science out there, you know, people who know we all uh, specialize in certain fields. So we're tending to specialists and then to tell somebody, you know, but you know best, that's the hardest part for us to awaken to. You know, as you say, it almost it's harder than doing a striving career as a photog- photographer, you know, where you know what's being asked and where you, how you have to present yourself. And you did another step. Uh, let's just briefly get to the oils before we are finishing this um, lovely sure. show. But that was also what you managed to do then and manifest by using the oils, you know, so natural medicine in 
coexistence with healing through conventional medicine. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do you, do you want me to talk it. about? Yeah. That? Yeah. Please. Totally. So, um, my my dog is my greyhound is racing around the track right now. So you might see her zipping in and out of the video. It's beautiful to have a bit of oh. life around. <laughs> For those who are watching this. Um. Uh, Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's doing her morning happy dance here. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, I guess what I want to say about that is that, um, I'd connected with these essential oils and I was at a time, like I'd said, I was working with the doctor, working with Lyme disease. Um, he was a, a traditional MD, but he also worked as a naturopath and a Chinese medicine practitioner. So I really connected with him because he, he took in all these different philosophies and he was able to bring kind of the best of all of it because there is a place for all of it. You know, even though I, I lean towards natural medicine, there is absolutely a time and a place to go see your MD and go to the hospital or taking all these products and then. It was, you know, so I was into treating my Lyme disease for some time before I actually really brought the essential oils in on a therapeutic level. And what happened was is I was just playing around with this essential oil. Actually, I have it right here. And I started taking the oil under my tongue. And within several days, it was when I really started seeing the shifts in my sleep. Wow. And I, I felt the essential oils working on a deep level. And so I went to my doctor and I said, I want to use these. And as I began to dig in and learn more about essential oils and learn about their antibacterial, antiviral properties and how, you know, plant medicine, plants DNA is very similar to a human's DNA. So when you have them in your body, there's a synergy, there's communication, there's a harmony, there's balance that they bring. And I, I could just feel this in my body. And so I went to him and I said, you know, I'd like to bring more essential oils into my protocol. And I would using them, you know, really to attack the bacterial and viral load in my body. And so my doctor and I, um, he helped me adjust my protocols from all of the herbs I was taking. And I, I, I did my own research. So I went to him and I said, this is what I would like to do. And he said, great. And then he helped me, he was giving me. So I also, I love the collaboration of yeah. working with him yeah. and also taking ownership of my healing because mm. I feel like dealing with a serious disease, it is scary. Yeah. And I feel like oftentimes we can just feel like we're in the hands of somebody else. And we talking about like taking back your control and owning your power. I think oftentimes when, when we're sick, it's easy to give our power and, and our control away mm. um, because we don't know what to do. Yeah. So it was this time for me to listen on a deeper level of what my, my body was telling me. And then yeah. to talk about that with my doctor and, and to come up with a protocol and, and work together. And, and that, that piece of empowerment was really important part of my energetic healing from everything that I had been through of giving, you know, take, you know, like kind of that taking back my power. 
Um, and so I'd, I'd really encourage anybody that is dealing with any form of illness. Um, what breaks my heart is I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm too afraid to actually tell my doctor what I really want to do. Hmm. And if that's find a different doctor that you can communicate with, because communication is so very important. And, and so, yeah, so we together a year's time, I actually went into years for what was, and and remission since 2011, I believe. No, 2011. Yeah. Is when I was like now so long ago. My health has only continued to improve um, from using the oils. You know, like even though you're in remission, I had a, a period of rebuilding. Yeah. And uh, what I'm hearing you saying is really actually what, um, like when you look at all natural healing methods like Chinese medicine or Ayurveda, as I'm more familiar with Ayurveda, is what you're telling me is that beyond the physical healing that we can create throughout um, visiting somebody uh, with conventional medicine, we also need to heal on so many levels to become whole again, you know, so that's... Um, I think that's yes. the, the power of your healing journey and of what you've been going through. You know, you cannot say like, I heal my body and I'll be well, or I try to only heal my body by doing a certain diet, but you have to be, uh, you know, ready to process on so many levels. And that's why it's so important to take your own, uh, to take your own, to be your own advocate and on so many levels when you feel like you get stuck. Yeah. I totally see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's healing of mind, body, and spirit. And so yeah. whether you're, you know, bringing in my diet changes, bringing the essential oils, um, whether it's yoga and meditation, I did a lot of your spiritual practice, you know, whatever those pieces are for each individual, it's the healing of the whole being, not just one piece of the being. Yeah. Um, so thank you um, for sharing your story today and for encouraging everybody to look into that self-healing. If you want to get to know Aisha and her work, you can find her at Aisha Harley Me, and uh, we have the link attached to the description of this podcast. If you want to know more about the Terra Oils, you can you know, also talk to her. And when you're in Europe and you don't want to go that far, I'm also familiar with it. And I also like to help you to link with uh, the fabulous Aisha. So um, is there anything you want to um, add to this conversation before we say goodbye to each other, Aisha, or recommend or have a last oh, Well, I just, I just appreciate you so much. So thank you for the conversation and for having me. I hope there was um, just one, if, even if it's just one that someone can take, but I guess my parting words are that you matter and that change comes with time. And it's important to begin to bring in babies. You know, we don't, we don't just transform overnight um, and to be patient with yourself and loving yourself. Like, if you look loving yourself on a scale of one to 10 and you can only love yourself at a one, then love yourself with a whole body one and then work it up to a two. 
And it's these little things that we do every day that make big, profound changes and that we are all capable of healing. And I, I feel like we're in this, we didn't thank goodness get into the, the times that we're living in right now. But I really believe is many of us want healing on this planet and peace that ultimately that starts within and that if we can't have peace within, we're not going to have peace out here to cultivate love and peace within that will translate across the planet in big and profound and beautiful ways. So thank you, love. I, it's just been a total joy to see you and chat with you. And um, I just feel grateful. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for having connected to you and you're a total inspiration to me, you know, showing this um, bigger love for everybody else around you as you found it in yourself. And uh, again, also thank you to the audience, you know, taking time and listening to personal stories to feel like you're being inspired. Um, have a beautiful evening, everybody, or beautiful day uh, for those where the day is just beginning. Bye for now.